Okay, welcome back to Drinks First, the podcast in which I interview New York City's kind of eligible that you can match with. And you can learn more about that at the end of the podcast. It is season two finale. Gotta go out with a bang. I know usually I do 14 episodes, but just the way I have some, I have some exciting news coming and I just was ready to end this season, end the year on a good note. You know, 2020, this year's been a piece of shit. And uh, I'm so excited to have my guest on. I like was scrambling last minute. If you followed me on Instagram, maybe you saw that. Um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, drink stop first. Plug. Um, <laughs> but my guest today, I have. She is one of my oldest, oldest friends. Like super old. Like, super yeah, old. old. Like not that we're old. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're not. We're not old, but like I have known her for genuinely almost my entire life. And that is why she is so special and so dear to me because she's an absolute catch. I'm so excited to share her with you, you guys. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Can you let me know how old you are, where you're from, where you're living now, where you went to school, and what you do for work? Okay. Um, thanks for that lovely intro kind of thing anyone has ever said about me. Um, so I'm 23. I'm from New York City, born and raised. I still live here on the Upper East Side. Um, and I went to Penn for college. And what are you doing like for work now? Oh, right. Yes. Um, so I work for a media agency um, as an assistant planner there for a few clients and yeah it's a good time I'm enjoying it it's a really nice you know first real person job nice nice workflow setup um I just sit my desk every day um my room which is really nice overlooks the reservoir so I just kind of like sit here and do my thing and oh that's so nice it's so I work like well now there's construction going on in my apartment as you know so it's just literally like I hear like yeah. <laughs> outside like, my window all day. <laughs> it's yeah. it's honestly like that's why I I've escaped. Um, for my listeners, I'm in Miami right now. Um, no, I'm not like doing the whole COVID flee here for a few days just to party. I'm here for a few months, nomading, mm-hmm. like living with my brother and eventually my family again. But you know, heart lies in New York. As it always oh, does. Yeah. I mean, you know I'm waiting for you to come back. I text you every day. Being like, All right, so four days. Um, I feel like that's enough. <laughs> Speaking of New York, what are some of your favorite, like, pre-COVID or even now? Like, shout some places out that people can go and support, like, favorite restaurants and, like, favorite Ooh. going out places, bars, okay. like that. Okay, so, hmm. I would say Pig Heaven is a big one. That is my my family's go-to. I love um, this Vietnamese place. It's called, it's aptly called Vietnam. <laughs> and um, they just do like the best like rice vermicelli and like all these like soup mm. and like noodle dishes. They do this like papaya salad that is literally incredible. Um, oh, I love this place called Putan, which is Thai food. It's P-U-T-A-W-N. 
And they work out of this like tiny place, tiny kitchen. They're doing like pickup and delivery right now. Um, and it's just the best like curries and like fried tofu and like all that stuff. Um, so, so, so good. Um, in terms of going out, this is like not my forte. I have to say, despite living in the city for so long, um, (laughs) I mean, you know, that I was like, was pretty lame in high school. (laughs) Like I wasn't lame. I just like, wasn't like gathering at the club. I literally don't know because I haven't been single and in the city for so long. Um, like I would often find myself in Brooklyn a lot just because that's where my then boyfriend liked to hang out because all his friends were there and it would be like a shit ton of bar hopping around places that I had no, I could not tell you what they were. Um, or it would be like random places in Midtown that like definitely were not the vibe. Hey. Absolutely were not the vibe. And they would be like on Second Ave and like I would just like show up there and like <laughs> um, The things you do for love, honestly. The things you do for love, seriously. <laughs> this is the first time I've actually been really truly single in the city and like nothing's open. So I'm like not the person to come to for this. But we need to give the listeners some background on your love life. So why don't we, why don't we start from the beginning? Like, oh my God, define the beginning. (laughs) Well, we know each other from high school, which was, Mm -hmm. um, all girls. So the love life there was, um, not interesting. (laughs) She was not there. (laughs) She was, uh, hidden. We didn't know her. (laughs) Certainly, certainly hidden. (laughs) Like, tell me a little bit what happened, like, going from high school to college. Okay. Um, so, I want to say in high school, I definitely did not, like, like, I thought a lot about men, I want to say, more than one should. I never, <laughs> like, you know, I hate when you, like, get obsessed with people and then they, like, take up so much of your mental energy. Hate that. Um Obviously had nothing going on in high school. (laughs) Got to college and um, we've talked about this before. I think it was pretty eye-opening in terms of just like um, realizing that men were attracted to you. (laughs) I feel like um, I spent a lot of time of high school thinking that I wasn't, you know, the type of girl that men were looking for no it's honestly like this is something maybe that's like hyper focused to our experience but like Mm -hmm. I think it is something that like should be said and should be talked about which was like we went to like a bubble of a high school like in terms of our community and the kind of people we were surrounded with we were like very like people of color were definitely a minority and we were in that minority And I like beauty standards when we were in high school were so skewed. It was like skinny, like stick skinny, like white, like was just kind of what was desired. And I not just you, but when I talked to our other friends who are also like POC who came out of school, they were like, I didn't realize like they were like, I didn't realize how beautiful I was until I left that environment. Yeah, that's just so crazy. Definitely, so definitely crazy. true. Um, there was definitely a certain ideal that was floating around. Um, so getting to college and um, kind of feeling desired 
by men for the first time was, you know, interesting and like probably difficult to navigate now that I'm thinking back on it. Um, but I had a good college experience romantically, I want to say. I kind of did mm-hmm. my thing for a few years, um, dated around, did the whole thing, um, and then got myself into a serious relationship um, overall. Pretty good experience. Um, and now I'm single again. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't like know how to explain right, well, that. <laughs> well, let's, like, let's delve in a little bit into the college experience. I want to hear about like some of your like college, your college like exploration before you settle down. <laughs> um, I dabbled around. Like I definitely saw more than a few guys from one particular frat. <laughs> But then I also, you know, I met people through my classes, which I thought was a great way to meet people. Um, I actually wish that I'd kind of dated around even a bit more than I already did. I mean, first of all, what does dating even mean in college? It's like, at least at Penn, it was like kind of non-existent, like wasn't really a thing. Like Mm -hmm. tried and true, like actual courting, like going out to get drinks and stuff was not a thing at Penn. Um, No, I I honestly like don't think that was a thing. In any college. I'm trying to, like, remember yeah, I, when, like... I don't think so. A guy, like, asked even one of my friends out to be like, oh, let's go get a drink at where? The fucking college mm. bar? Like, no. I know. It, it was always like, oh, we hooked up. And now we're, like, <laughs> hooking up consistently. And exactly. now it's, like, yeah. been a few months. Exactly. And, like, what are we? <laughs> like, that's no, how, what literally. dating is in college. Okay, wait. So, summer after sophomore year. Mm-hmm. You get into a serious relationship. What What is up with that? Right. So I ended up in a relationship that I totally did not expect to happen. It was actually someone that I'd been seeing my freshman year. Um, and then things just kind of phased out freshman year. And then it was sort of rekindled um, moving into my junior year. Um yeah, this was definitely like my first, I'd had like situations before, but this was definitely my first real serious, pretty long relationship. Um, and I don't have a single bad thing to, you know, to say about him. He's a great guy. Um, but I think it was sort of one of those situations where once you leave college, you realize a little bit more that you are pretty different or like personally for me, I felt like I had outgrown the relationship um and which is scary because you know you're so madly in love with this person for so long and then it just feels like a switch goes off in your head and things completely change but yeah we were together for two and a half years which is definitely a decent amount of time he was and it's a long time it's a long time yeah definitely a long time and we'd been seeing each other for much longer than that before we'd even started dating so really more like three years. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was the year above me, which ended up like complicating things, which I didn't expect. It was just, you know, like we did the long distance thing when I was a senior and he was already out of college. And that was hard because it was balancing, like spending my senior year and having fun. And then also, you know, 
making the commute to go see him basically and I can't drive so I don't have a car so that definitely <laughs> I mean me too so <laughs> I like don't I think it would be really hard for me to get into another long distance relationship without having a car and knowing how to drive it um I spent a lot of time on the train which was just like not it and the mega bus like uh, like we said like you're really doing things for somebody that you love you know you love someone when you trek your ass to port authority every weekend yeah that is very (laughs) much true very much true can't and it's like a lot of money like yeah mega and like bolt bus are like cheap back then like if you booked one for the weekend it was like 20 bucks there and back it's like 40 bucks a weekend plus like that train ticket and you keep doing it like over and over again no it it adds up it totally adds up well I mean we're not gonna like harp too much on your past relationship because it like doesn't I mean it affects like who you are now and who you are today but it's like doesn't really matter right now in hindsight because you're like past it what what have you learned from it like what have you taken away from it because you guys broke up earlier this year early 2020 yeah it was literally actually the week that the week that new york city went into lockdown like i remember that i got the notice that i was going to start working from home at work that day i went and got dinner with him and we had a conversation that kind of naturally led into the breakup um the next day I started working from home and then everything happened. Like the timing was crazy. Um, so I literally entered the pandemic as a single woman for the first time in like three years. And I, which is really so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so let's talk about that. Literally <laughs> you were like in a relationship for nearly three years. All of a sudden mm-hmm. you're single. And you can't mm-hmm. fucking leave your house. Yeah. Yeah. That was tough because. What? <laughs> I have to say like one of the sort of indicators that I like wanted to end the relationship with this guy was that I was just like kind of noticing other men more. Like you would be at the bars and like I would kind of be like, I wish I had the freedom to go and flirt with that guy, you know? So I actually was very excited to get back out there. I was like, this is great. I really want to date around and have some fun. Um, You know, I'm in my 20s. I'm finally back in the city, my home. All my friends are here. Let's do it. Um, That was really tough. I did, as you know, dabble on the apps. Um, Right, right. It was not a fun time. (laughs) I mean, let's get, let's get into it. Like, oh my God. I think, I think you have like some pretty good stories from this, this quarantine year, like pretty much being a single girl, like in a pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty crazy because I actually like full on counted the other day and I think I have been in like almost seven independent talking stages with guys throughout the time. <laughs> First of all. Not the talking stage. All I'm going to say is that is not a flex. That is not something, you know, to be happy about. Because, like, at this point, it's like, okay, so this is clearly a me thing. Like, it's not like. No, it's not a you thing. I think it's also like, what the fuck do people think they're going to expect, like, out of this year? 
New York yeah. is locking down again. It was like mm-hmm. always like there nobody knew what was happening the next day. So like searching for a relationship during this pandemic like is a very like non-realistic thing to do. So like I think it's totally fine that you've been in like seven talking stages. For yeah. for our listeners, let's define what a talking stage is. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, <laughs> I feel like everyone's, you know, definitions may be different. I think of it as like kind of like a primer for when you actually meet up. Like, actually, you know what? I think like a talking stage can include a date or two. But I think it, like, comes before the real meat of, like, whatever your situation is going to be with this person. I think it's, like, for me personally, it's a lot of, like, texting, FaceTimes. I don't use Snapchat anymore. I think I'm too old for that. But um, (laughs) I know. When guys are like, what's your snap? I'm like, are you 14? Uh, Yeah, no, I don't. I don't give that out. (laughs) It's not (laughs) Um, that period where you like really start to get to know someone, um, whether that's phone calls or texting and like a lot of the times, like I find myself getting more invested during that period. And I find myself like getting really excited to like meet up with this person, um, or see them again if I've already seen them. Um, I don't know. How would you define it? That's how I define it. More of what you said, like you're in the beginning, maybe you've gone on, like, one or two dates, but it's, like, like, it's gearing up maybe to be, like, all right, you're going on, like, your third date, your fourth date, like, maybe you start expecting a little more from the conversation than, like, like, eight hours between replies, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Don't love that 24-hour response time, personally. Okay. Um, Anybody who fucking does that, you better have a better excuse. Like, you better have a good-ass excuse for not responding because everybody is on their phone at every point of time. If they're on their computer, they're probably on their phone. If they have an Apple Watch, they are probably seeing your texts. Like, yeah, more. It's more probable that somebody is looking at your text messages than them missing it for twenty four hours. Absolutely, <laughs> especially when like, okay, like I know we talk about this sometimes, but I hate when I'm waiting for a guy to respond to me, and they are fucking looking at my Instagram stories. I'm like, you are making it adamantly clear to me that you are purposefully ignoring me. (laughs) Make it make sense. You sent me that TikTok the other day, which was like, my friend. (laughs) You're bringing me back down to earth and humbling me. Because I like will be like, oh my God, like he's liking my Instagram. He's watching my stories. This must mean something, right? And Ariana will be like, it means jack shit. People watch your like. I need the reminder sometimes too, because I'm like, oh my yeah. god, this person's I watching think. my story. But then you realize, like, wait, like it's literally an algorithm. It it's takes literally more an work. <laughs> it takes more work to not watch somebody's story than it does to literally like click and swipe through stories and just you don't know who's showing Agreed. up next. 
So Agreed. it's like, oh, he's watching my stories or like he's in the top like 10 people on my stories. Like that doesn't mean I know. Shit. I'm like, you're constantly telling me that. And I'm like, you are correct. <laughs> no, I need the reminder too. Cause I'm like, still, I'll still be like looking through the people who've looked at my story and I'm like, and yeah, then I'm like, no, wait, it <laughs> doesn't mean anything. I, yeah. But like the only time I think Instagram like means something is if you like actively, you know, like when guys will like go to your page and then like, like <laughs> 10 yeah, photos no. in a row. Yeah, yes, literally. That's what happened with me and that guy in Philly. Oh my God. He would like oh my God. independently like go to my profile and like scroll back and like, pick like 10 photos and like them i mean that is like a wild story in itself but like no let's get that? let's talk about this guy <laughs> let's talk about this guy because yeah. honestly men really do have the audacity it was like not the best i mean i'm just gonna premise this with saying like this has not been a good time for me romantically like i <laughs> had really horrible luck like even my guy friends have been like I'm going to be real here. Like, I think your luck is terrible. Like, <laughs> really <laughs> terrible. I mean, I'm sure there are other factors. But, yeah, I um, <laughs> I don't even know how this happened. But this guy was following me on Instagram. And I was following him. I don't know when that happened. But it happened at some point. And um, he... DM'd me and first of all my DMs are a scary place as you know um I, your DMs <laughs> are like the fucking wild west it's so it's funny like I don't know the last few months like my DMs have been really rogue but he DM'd me and was like I love this photo that you took um can I have a print of it and I was like sure I'm so happy that you like it like I'm happy to send you one he was like oh well and this is not like a crazy it. request because you are like a photographer as yeah, well. Yeah, not a crazy request yeah. at all. Um, so um, he ends up paying me for it. I send it to him and um, things kind of like take off a little bit from there. We're kind of just like DMing a lot. Um, he's from Philly and I end up messaging him being like, hey, I and one of my best friends, aka you, um, are coming down to Philly for the weekend. Are you around? And he was like, yes, absolutely. Would love to meet up. And I was like, great. Um, didn't happen. We like were texting. It did not happen. Yeah. It, yeah. Did not come to fruition to say the least. Um, <laughs> we were texting like leading up to it. And he was like, let me know when you're in town. We were texting like once I was actually in town. And then when it came to the day that we were supposed to meet up, he told me that he like had a family emergency basically, which is totally understandable. I'm not one to like question those kind of things. Um, yeah. And he had sent you like the sweetest text and both you and I were like, this guy is being genuine. Like clearly something's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like totally not my business. And like he has, he does not need to explain it to me basically. Um, the rest of the weekend, I remember like he was still messaging me. And so I was like, okay, like, this feels like a legitimate excuse. Um, and then we had an amazing time in Philly. I was Hell like, yeah, we did. Hell yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I um, was like, I had such an amazing time in Philly. I would love to come back just by myself. So that's exactly what I did. I came back to Philly for two weeks and just stayed there. 
and saw a bunch of my friends that were there because I went to college there. And while I was there, I was like, I could just like hit this guy up and like see if he's around. Like, I'm going to be here for two weeks. Why not? So I text him and I'm like, hey, I'm going to be in Philly for two weeks. Let's do something. Um, He takes a while to respond, which like probably was the first red flag. But like, what can I say? Um, And he finally responds and he like apologizes and is like, I'm so sorry for, you know, basically leaving you undelivered for so long. I would love to see you. Um, What are you doing this weekend? And like, we just went back and forth a few times trying to coordinate. And finally he was like, what are you doing? Um, Because I was there for like the last weekend that I was going to be there. And I was like, Hey, like, to be honest, like one of my best friends is coming down to hang out with me. Like I want to spend time with her. So I think this is a wash and we never spoke again. (laughs) But the thing that was like so crazy about him was like, he, well, one, he was, the whole reason we brought this up was he was doing the whole like not texting you back and watching all of your stories in between texts. So one, we clearly know you're looking at your phone. He would also story reply to me. In yeah. between the text, which I thought was bizarre. Like, he wouldn't text me back, but then he would separately story respond to me. The whole thing text. was super weird. And, like, super to add weird. to it, he was, like, 30-something. Yeah. So I, like, had this epiphany halfway through quarantine, which was that I would like to be dating older guys. Um, yeah. And um, he was, like, 32, 33, which was kind of, like what I was looking for at the time. Um, I can't say that's the same now. Like I, I think what I would say now is that I just wouldn't date anyone younger than me. Um, yeah, but yeah, he was like 32 and I remember texting you being like, when do the games fucking end? Because this man (laughs) is a decade older than us and the shit is still happening. It does not. It clearly, clearly does not end. Cause like, I, (laughs) that guy who was like 33 someone i know like was seeing somebody who was 10 years older than her and they like had a great weekend together and they she was also thinking the same thing which was like like oh like maybe i should i could date older because it's just like men take so much longer to mature it's just more of a similar wavelength and they're a little more established. Like, you would hope they're a little more established, like, yes, in absolutely. their career and what they want and all these things. And, and like, things fell off after that first weekend. But then she <laughs> texted him, like, literally months, months later, texted him being like, hey, like, what's up? How are you? He takes 24 hours to respond <laughs> and replies. 24 hour, like, 23rd hour, I'm losing hope. Literally, I'm like, like, it's done. <laughs> it's done. Literally, he responds. He responds, horrible. You? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Not quite the answer I was looking for. No, sir, you are 33 years old. Why do you think that's a good idea to text? Like, why even respond at that point? Like, no, I know. It's like, what are you like looking for somebody 10 years younger than you to like tell you what uh, to do or like like, console you in your life? Like, clearly something is going on. (laughs) 
somebody tell me out there when this shit stops because like listen we don't know it's things are looking dark that's all i'm gonna say like it's looking like 10 more years of games in my future and i don't love that what's honestly (laughs) fucked up too is that as women grow older the pool to date grows smaller and as men grow older the pool to date grows bigger that's very true i didn't i never thought about it that way but yeah but like long story short like it seems like men really don't get together 33 or 23 they appear to be very much similar if not the same right Um, that was just one of many situations that really seemed like was gonna happen and then did not I've had so many situations during quarantine where things are going so great you were the first person actually who like had any situation during quarantine because like you had met someone off of hinge like the first week of, of quarantine I did um yeah and that went downhill so fast I mean, not so no, fast. No, not we were so fast. For like over a month. Um, but we did video dates. Yeah, we were doing the FaceTime dates, and like they were long. <laughs> like they they were long. Um, that was and definitely... he was rogue. Like he didn't didn't he... <laughs> define rogue. <laughs> I mean, did he ask you to do like thirty six questions or some shit like that? Yes. We did do the New York Times um, 36 questions to follow them. Um, all I'm going to say is that was not my suggestion. <laughs> and I actually think, so, you know, naturally was a super intense FaceTime. And I actually think the following week was the week he told me he would like to stop speaking. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so I just told you about my childhood drama. <laughs> Three days ago, and he now was he like, I'm out. <laughs> he was like, can't do this. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, it was completely impractical because he was leaving the city because the city was shutting down. Another there was no end in sight. There was like... no end in sight. You know, it. Of course, it was disappointing because we'd gotten to know each other over like almost two months. I want to say it was so long ago at this point. I can't even remember. Um. So, of course, it was, like, disappointing t- that the world was not in a state where, like, I think the problem was is that, like, we, at least I felt like there was a lot of potential and not actually being able to act upon that and it being completely out of anyone's control. Like, it's like we were both single, same age, you know, similar backgrounds um, and perfect on paper situation and then you just have COVID which is like completely out of everyone's control and just thinking about the potential that the like the two of you would have had is like kind of excruciating it's just like totally totally hard because you're like if only this one pandemic that could have happened at any point in my life (laughs) could happen when I was five could happen when I was 10 and it decided to strike I mean listen there's no like good time for a pandemic to hit but for me, it was like, I'm newly single. You were so someone. freshly single. So like freshly I- single. And like yeah. the reason why I ended my relationship, part of it was because I wanted to be single and I wanted to be out there meeting people. So it felt like it was, it was tough. Yeah. yeah. Horrible timing. Um, and I went through that exact situation so many 
times over and over again. Multiple times this year, which is so crazy. But yeah. this is the thing, like, and it's so important to note, it is very much not you. It's very much the situation at hand. Like, I really, like, I know people who were doing the whole, like, quarantine dating and, like, FaceTiming and meeting up, even getting to the point where they could meet up, get a drink, go for a walk in the park. It has not worked out for a lot of people. And I think mm-hmm. this year has just been like a total wash. It's been a total wash. It's like, yeah. how are you supposed to like build a lasting relationship? I mean, people can do it, but it's so much harder. And like, statistically, dating is already fucking so hard. So fucking hard especially <laughs> in New York. Like, it already sucks. <laughs> like, it really and blows you, Were you meeting... All of these guys, like from the past year, off of Hinge or like no. Um, okay. I'm trying to think. Well, there was obviously like, like older Instagram guy. <laughs> yeah, older Instagram guy um, was obviously from Instagram. I've had a few like older flames kind of come back into my inbox when I think it became a little more clear that I was single. Um, oh, that's tea. Cause like you, because you broke up so right when things were locking down, like people didn't know you were single and like, not it's not like know. you're putting a story out there being like, oh, Woo-hoo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am single announcement. I'm single. I'm single. <laughs> like no yeah it was like it was subtle like I yeah but I think um during the summer is when I noticed other people noticing that I was not in this serious relationship anymore and I could tell because my dms started to get a little weird and um wait I will I like really wish you could like give us some highlights from your dms like yeah, like I, there was like, I'm trying to think, like just like guys that I went to school with. There was, and <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. Um, there was like one day when I woke up and I had these notifications, and they were all insane. I had like one text from um, a guy telling me he didn't want to talk anymore because of the pandemic. I had um, another text from a guy that I'd like just met off of Hinge. Um, I think it was. It was something like, oh, like, I I actually can't even remember. Something, like, music-related. And then I had, like, a third Snapchat from this guy I used to go to school with. And um, it was, like, a, a selfie of him in bed <laughs> with this very long caption. And it was, like, 8.30 in the morning, and I opened this, and I was like, what is this? Um, was what was the caption? caption. It was like a long enough caption where like you he had to use two separate lines with no! <laughs> Um and like, I had not was the caption? A what while. was the and caption? I so it was something along the lines of um hey, like I'm just like shooting my shot here <laughs> and which was really sweet. Um like I think you're really cool and like I think he <laughs> I think he, if something, he, the phrasing of this makes me laugh because I just like, I don't know. The phrasing was like, I think you're really cool and really, really hot. (laughs) (laughs) And, and then it was also, it was also like, 
I know, like, nothing is probably going to come of this. And, like, I'm sure, like, you don't feel the same way. But, like, I just wanted to shoot my shot. And I was like, first of uh, all, if you, had a, if you had an inkling that nothing would come from this. Why? And also an inkling that I don't feel the same way. And also we haven't directly talked in quite a while. Um, I'm not exactly sure what prompted you to send this. <laughs> 10 p.m. at night. Um, and I think I... I think I replied in the chat section just being like, thank you. That's really flattering and nice uh, of you to say. Um, This was then immediately followed by, um, you know, him being in my DM slash slash Snapchat um, at least once a month. Um, You're like, sir, this was not an invite. (laughs) Almost always immediately following when I would post something on Instagram it was like clockwork and um, it had been a while since I'd experienced something like that because again, <laughs> I had not been single for a while and like I had a pretty, not like, I wouldn't say public relationship. It's not like we were fucking celebrities, but it was like known, I guess, amongst our friends and you know. But it's yeah, just so, so funny like how, and like crazy how much social media has played into like oh this year and like connecting. Insane. It is insane. <laughs> and I... it's also funny that you like mentioned that there was this one day that all these crazy things happened to you because I feel like that's always how it happened. But yeah, I would say it's been a mix of people finding me through Instagram. I have a mm-hmm. lot of like kind of random people in my Instagram DMs that I genuinely don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, like they are strangers. And um, Hinge. Um, and then just like... Do you use like Tinder or Bumble or anything like that? I occasionally will log on to Bumble. I Mm -hmm. have the most luck with Hinge. I know you hate Hinge. No, but um, Hinge, I see it. Hinge really works for you. I'm just going to go on this rant for a second. Yeah, please do. Which is literally like, literally, okay. Here's my rant because enough people have heard about why I don't think Hinge personally works for me. But this is my rant related to all dating apps, which is just like, like any company, you need to make money. So a dating app like Hinge, Tinder, Bumble, like they are at the end of the day, companies. And Hinge will say like their motto is designed to be deleted. But if it really was like the amount of data all of these companies have on me, it's mm-hmm. just actually, and, and you and everyone, it's like actually ridiculous. Like, I've been on Tinder since I was 16. Like, I've had enough data collected on how long I spend on someone's profile, who I swipe right for, who I swipe left for, to the point that it's like, if they wanted to, they would serve up the people that they think you would like the most and Mm -hmm. the people who they think would like you the most. And things like Hinge, like, they have the most compatible feature, but that is, like, notoriously shitty like everybody's like this like have you seen that tiktok of that girl who was like (laughs) my most compatible is some guy named ghost and (laughs) And he's like holding a gun yeah literally like we all know hinge woke up in the morning and chose violence like literally (laughs) but a great a great example of this we were talking about this is the new dumb as fuck roses feature exactly that was exactly where i was about to go because it's like that is the perfect example 
of a company like Hinge having all of your data, knowing what prompts you would respond to, what guy physically you would like, serving them up to you on a silver platter and saying, well, you can only have one of these. And I know. I know. One, it's fucking weird. Like, we can talk about the whole roses thing, but it's like, you can only have one of these, but we know. We just want to let you know that we know. Like, oh exactly so... the right person for you or, like, the kind of person oh, you would be interested in. But because they make money off of how much time you, like, spend on the app, how much, like, mm-hmm. Bumble and Tinder, they, like, advertise on swipe cards, like, within the app. Like, they know... Yeah. Like, they know they want you to keep swiping left and right. Yeah, like, that exactly. is what keeps them in business. So, no, yeah. it's not designed to be deleted. It's straight up not. Like, I, look, I took one look at my roses tab whenever it came out, and I was like, I find all of these men extremely attractive. Yeah. Um, and, like, crazy. these prompts are, like, funny. Like, people responded, like, well to them. Exactly. And I was like, where have you been hiding these guys <laughs> Like within the actual algorithm? I think what they were trying to do is like make it similar to like a super like or like yeah. a something. On, so like on Tinder, everybody gets one super like a day. I think that's what it is. So like when I get a super like on Tinder, it's like, oh, well, that's flattering, but I'm not that like freaked out about it. Right. But mm. like. On when it happens to me on Bumble, when I get like super swiped on Bumble, it's mm-hmm. a little different because you have to pay for those. So I know at that oh God, point you have to pay for those. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, oh so God, I, I feel know so like, bad. I know at that point oh. I know a guy has paid. Oh my to God, do I feel this. So bad. <laughs> I legitimately, I first of all, I've never super swiped anyone in my life. Um, but I did not know that. I almost never swipe right on my super swipes. Um. I know. I don't know why that's how it is, but that is how it is. And now I feel like a terrible person. <laughs> like, no, but like, that's what's so crazy. The Bumble ones are like, you have to pay for them. And there's like certain features on Bumble that guys will do. Like, I think, I think I'm not sure that you can like extend a ma- one match a day on Bumble. But like, yes. if you're, if guys are extending like multiple matches, like you don't know that, like, then they're paying for it. And then Hinge with the new Roses feature, it's once a week. Everybody that gets one like once a week. That's yeah. like kind of weird. Like I, it is weird. I've received a few, like, and I have been like not weirded out, but a little weirded out. <laughs> like, uh, like I don't know, and like it has nothing to do with the guy, what they look like. Any, I think, like literally, if anyone did that for me I would be like ah that's really flattering but like that's a lot even though it's just a dating app and it's meant to be like that I'm trying to think of what the equivalent would be in real life um to giving someone a rose like I I don't know like it's like equivalent to just being like super forward and upfront about your attraction to someone yeah which can sometimes come off as aggressive especially if you don't know that person well and like these are strangers like you don't know who they are so it just like is weird I don't know it's not like I think like they could have added something else that would have yeah there needed to be like a little hinge we are giving you literally free user like testing advice like take it literally take it like it's I honestly I've been feeling this way recently about all dating apps and I am a huge proponent for dating apps you know that like I've talked about Mm -hmm. on the podcast I met my ex off of Bumble 
-hmm. Like, it is totally possible to have, like, a meaningful, good relationship with somebody that you've met off of a dating app. But, like, at this point in my life, like, personally, and we talked about this recently, I think I'm, like, ready to delete them and just, like, see what happens. Like, it's come to that point. I'm, like, I'm spending so much time, like, doing what the apps want me to do, which is swiping left and right and, like, give it, feeding them information for me to get what? Like, a meaningless conversation one night that will never amount into anything. Like, yeah, some guy sad. asking for my Snapchat. Somebody asked. Oh, another thing that I hate. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about this. You tell me. I don't like giving my Instagram to guys on dating apps. I, I don't like it don't either. don't have it on my profile. I don't like it either. I mean, my Instagram is public, which is already a little questionable. Um, and my name is very particular. It's a very, like, unique name. So if they really wanted to, they could go find it. Um, but I agree. I don't love giving it out to people. But I think also, and let me know if you agree with this, my Instagram is like a much more unfiltered and personal thing for me. Um, yeah. I think your Instagram, even mine, like I just think Instagram is more personal, but we're, right. we're both public on Instagram. So it's not like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to hide my personal life from anyone on like a dating app, but I find more often than not when guys are asking for my Instagram, it's like, what's the point? Like you want to start dming me like i don't yeah. i also like, don't i personally don't like following people i don't know so like Same. if i'm gonna give my guy like some guy my instagram then what like i just get like some other random guy who's gonna be in my dms like i don't really want yeah. that like, i don't if, want that either <laughs> and this guy yeah. like asked me for my instagram recently and i was like i honestly don't really like giving well he was like can I have your Instagram I feel like it's better to get to know somebody which like yes it's true that is which true. is true which is true but at the same time I'm like I don't really love giving it out because it's just like we can have a conversation on this app that's why it was built like mm-hmm. I don't need to transfer like our conversation to another way of messaging unless it's like a text message which I think is like a different story a lot I've I have found that a lot of guys will sort of assume certain things about me and my personality type after looking at my Instagram um, and will go into conversations with me with this like sort of image that they have built for me based off of my social media presence and that has happened a few times um, and I just like don't love that like I'm a creative person and so like that is like clear from my Instagram and like I've had people be like oh like you're so like alternative and you're so like I don't know like I get told a lot that I'm like intimidating and stuff like that and I attribute that to my Instagram honestly um yeah you can't control the way that somebody's gonna look at your social media and how they're gonna like formulate an opinion off of you which is why I like to try and keep it like far away from any of that but I know some people are really quick to like put their Instagram on their dating apps because they like they want followers and things like that 
Another question is like, do you find it attractive if a guy doesn't have social media? Yes, and also so hot. <laughs> but do you find it do you find it attractive if a guy has social media and has like a shit ton of followers and he's like verified or something? Like is that no. hot? No. no. I do not find the blue check attractive. I've had a few blue checks in my DMs and I they mean nothing like and that is, that isn't even a flex like that is not like hard, hard to do you know yeah I, you know it's just um I yeah I don't find the blue check any more attractive than anything else um I do think it's really hot when a guy does not have social media yeah and I mean like we were just talking about this but Ariana Grande just got engaged just got and engaged. her fiance like so is so low-key is like private on instagram like is like the minute they were announced dating like he's some big luxury real estate agent or whatever in la and it just seems like he's not in it for the clout which is like great great that's hot (laughs) i will say like this is something this is like kind of related kind of unrelated um but my ex-boyfriend um was one of those guys who was really low key on social media, but he was very like aware of the fact that he was low key and wanted to keep it low key. It wasn't uh, like a natural, I'm just low key because I'm actually low key. It was like, I want to keep, I'm trying to be low trying key. To keep it low key to the point where he never posted photos of me. Um, we dated for two and a half years. I think there are two photos of me on his Instagram to date. One, um, you can't see my face. It's like me on his shoulders and it's like a mirror selfie and my head is not in it. It's literally just like my legs and my torso. <laughs> weird. I don't know how to explain it. It was just like a goofy mirror selfie, but like my head is not in it. My face is not in it. Um, and then there's one more and I'm like, in a hat but I'm looking down I'm wearing like this crazy winter hat that I used to wear and I'm looking down and you can't see my face and I do you think that's like a red flag so looking back on it yes and I we had a lot of fights about it when we first started dating we would get into these massive fights where I would be like it like feels like you don't want people to know that we're dating, which I don't really understand why, because everyone already knows that we're dating. Yeah. Never put up photos of me on social media. And it's not because you don't use social media. You have a very curated image, um, it seems. And like, I just feels like I don't fit into that for you for whatever reason. Um, so what was his response to that? Like he, like, it was very much like, uh, I just, like, this is a lot. Like, there's a lot of PDA. Like, I just, like, I don't know. Like, it was my first real relationship. So I definitely kind of, like, forced myself to get over it at mm. the time. Um, my face and, is literally, like, contorted. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're like, what the actual fuck? I know. And, like, he was, like, on... I would post photos of us together all the time on my Instagram. And like, I can only imagine how that looked to the outside world. Like me putting him on my Instagram, them going to his profile and seeing that I'm nowhere to find. Um, and, um, he used to never like my Instagrams either. 
he would like what? and we would we would get into fights that about it because, so weird that is so weird yeah we would get into fights like, about it all cares? the time so that was his argument which was who cares you know no but you're going out of your way to do something that you would naturally be doing so like yeah clearly you care what i yeah i've like i it was it was crazy and like it was definitely it was hurtful that's a good word for it yeah definitely like bruised like the relationship a little bit um not to mention that he would like still like photos from that girls he used to have things with um yeah that's fucking weird that's and it was just okay. was like it was like nah it was not okay we would fight about it all the time that so like instagram was like a big source of conflict for us for quite a while social media in general too that's um, so crazy like yeah that's absolutely insane so like there I mean, is a difference between like wanting to give off the vibe that you're super low key and actually just not giving a shit to the point where you are legitimately, genuinely not active on these platforms. Yeah. The latter one is really hot. I think. <laughs> so what are we what are we looking for now? Oh, well, yeah, now that we look towards the future. Um 2021, <sighs> baby. We're so close to 2021. So close. We are yeah. so close to uh some sense of normalcy. I really think we're over the hump in terms I know. of this, I, like coronavirus. I totally shit. agree. Um, yeah, I like I've said this to you before, but I am looking for like a really like normal dude, like just like an average, not average, but like just like a not super complicated guy. Um, I the number one for me, first of all, I actually genuinely don't pay attention to looks that much like I actually that's I can attest (laughs) excuse me (laughs) I'm joking I'm joking I'm I'm joking (laughs) 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 oh my god um yeah I think someone who makes me laugh is like definitely my number one thing um yeah you know other than that, I am seriously not picky. I don't like think I have a t- particular type. You might. That is with definitely false. I feel like you and I share oh, the same exact. <laughs> okay, but I've sent you photos of a guy, a few guys recently, and you've been like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> that is true. So that is true. I don't know if we're exactly the same. <laughs> one thing I love about Ariana for all the listeners here is she just really brings me back down to earth is insanely honest and just will straight up tell it how it is <laughs> Stop. no maybe you're you're maybe more forgiving than I am but what? I just know I know what you deserve and so I don't think you should be settling but that's just that's just me I'm not that being said like you totally like past few guys, you know, maybe like uh, define past few. Like past um, three. I'm losing count of like who was where in like the line of suitors. Mm. Oh like, my god, that's one way to put it. <laughs> I mean, you know I'm thinking of one in particular who mm-hmm. just like he really tried his luck in the worst way. Like we're not <laughs> This man, like, 
her friend. Like they were hanging out, not hanging. They've hung out before because they're friends, but they were talking. And then like things were maybe gearing up towards like being like maybe something romantic. Mm -hmm. And you, because you guys were friends, you were like straight up with him. And he was like, let's explore this like kind of vague answer, but like not no. After you vibe checked. After you vibe checked, it was a not no. Yeah, I think I actually, in fact, was like, can I get a vibe check? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little confused. (laughs) You had um, every right to be confused. Yeah, I mean, that was extremely disappointing and a hard pill to swallow. And another, he was another one of those guys where I had a very long FaceTime with. Um, And it seemed like, you know, the banter was on point. Um, it was, and I feel like it's hard, it's really easy to tell when you're not vibing with someone. Like, it's a two-way street. So, like, it's pretty easy to tell. And I very much was like, we're vibing. This is great. Um, things are going super well. I think, like, we've set the stage here. And then immediately it turned into, like, a, I don't even know. Like, things just, like, fizzled out, but for lack of a better word. Um, Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, it it's just, like, stupid shit again. Like, oh, you text. It takes a long time to get a response. Like, he texts. Well, now you don't really feel like responding. Yeah. And then it's just, like, dumb. It's just dumb. Like, and mirror, what happens is you end up mirroring their energy. Yeah, like, totally. If you're taking two fucking days to respond, like, I am going to notice and just kind of be like, uh, that didn't feel great. And I feel negatively, honestly, towards you now. And so as a result, I am also going to take, like, a day or two to respond. And that's just, like, how things end up fizzling out, honestly. Um, I mean, that's everything. That's on more than one occasion, like, specifically with male friends. Mm-hmm. So that's always a bummer because it's, like, the friendship is ruined. And now things are awkward. And, you know, who's to say if things will ever go back to being normal? Um, yeah. And we talk about male friendships all the time, mm-hmm. but yeah, that, you know, it's always a bummer when like you see the potential take a chance and it totally does not pay off in any way. I know. I know. And it, it, it all comes back. It's like full circle. It comes back to like, I mean, like you were in all girls school for your whole life. So mm-hmm. it's just like to have platonic relationships with men, like I, it, was very natural to me always because I grew up with guys and like some of my closest friends are guys and they are still my closest friend and like I won't think of them in any way beyond like Mm -hmm. this person is I've known them my whole life and I can talk to them about anything just like I look at you and like talk Mm -hmm. to you the way that I talk to my guy friends and I feel like maybe necessarily you haven't had that experience because you weren't introduced to like men earlier you know and so totally agree and I talk about this with um people in our grade all the time um it I have found it extremely difficult to have purely platonic male friendships I don't know if it's like a me thing or if it's like a 50 50 kind of thing I'm sure it's more of a 50 50 kind of thing um I like I honestly think I've been through like like maybe six or seven like close male friendships with people who I like genuinely thought were my friend and had the situation turn on me a little bit um, and not 
for the a lot of the times like not being able to just go back to being friends um yeah I mean it's hard because like it's like I look at my guy friends and the people I'm like very close with and that was all built off of like a foundation of history like my close guy friends I've known since I was like preschool middle school like things like that Mm -hmm. and then I have like really close guy friends from college that like I mean dynamic is different like things in some way sometimes start off like um like there's a possibility of it not just being platonic Mm -hmm. it either starts off or it can develop to being that Mm -hmm. but like when you have guy friends who have been around you know for two decades you're Mm -hmm. not like you don't really have that what if question but that what if question can totally exist like when you just meet somebody and you've known them for like two years or like a year and like there's mm-hmm. a friendship there because also but that being said like doesn't mean like we're ruling you should or like continue to like rule out guys who are your friends to be like a romantic interest in the future it's just mm-hmm. like it's not it's not easy like when you're in a situation like you are in to foster those relationships it's just not especially at this age like when you're meeting guys I don't think they're first inkling is like wow she'd be a really great friend yeah absolutely I mean, <laughs> and I might be wrong I might be generalizing yeah, I'd love to hear from my listeners I please know. a really good example of this and we're gonna have to bleep out his name <laughs> one of my really good friends um he's just the best like I you know like think he's the greatest I actually genuinely like <laughs> would never cross that boundary with him. I <laughs> definitely issued a warning. Um, yes, you did. That with him, which was that he's the greatest, the best, is going to be so much fun. Um, I do have an inkling that he will try to fuck me. <laughs> and I was like, you're joking. Like, no way. Like, you're just, like, over-exaggerating. She was not over-exaggerating. I, <laughs> like, yeah. The minute I met I was actually shocked. I was actually shocked. (laughs) I'm so open to him about the fact that I know um, that he would if he could. Um, I was open with (laughs) (laughs) And, like, he has the type of personality where we can definitely joke about it. But it's just, like, we are only friends. We are only friends. But, like, it's just this unspoken thing where like I don't know like if the moment was right like maybe something would happen do you know what I mean like it's just like yeah and I I really I hate the concept of a friend zone because it's like I do too when guys think that they've been and we're we're just want to preface like clearly we're only talking about this in like a heterosexual relationship sense because that is the experience that we've had but like Mm -hmm. this is applicable to everyone but like The friend zone is not a thing. The friend zone only is like a term to make people feel better because they initially expected something that wasn't friendship. Being friend zoned inherently implies that you had a shot at something else more than friendship to begin with. And nobody is entitled to anything. Nobody is entitled to anything. So when somebody says that they're in the friend zone, I'm like, you're yeah, developing a normal relationship with someone. Like, what? Yeah, I know. And, like, 
I almost kind of love how me and this guy have this dynamic where like we're totally open with each other about the fact that he is attracted to me like and we can acknowledge it and know that it's present and like continue to be friends and like I think that's something that's pretty rare I don't know like I don't really have that kind of open like dialogue with any of my male friends um of course there's a fine line where if it were to like manifest into something more like at that point like a discussion would have to be held but like for the time being I think it's totally fine like to like be open with your friends and be like yeah like I think you're an attractive person but like right now we're just friends (laughs) yeah I'm well I mean I hope like my friends think I'm attractive I would love if they (laughs) be kind of offended if they were like no you're fucking literally like one day like one day my guy friends and I got super drunk and like I let them have my phone and they just like I was like you can go on tinder because I don't use tinder and they were like really funny I woke up in the morning to like such rogue messages from men because they sent some crazy shit out (laughs) oh my god so long for that reason no tinder literally is the wild west I I like feel like being half asian and on tinder is like insane (laughs) like Dude, honestly, like, I feel like you get it, but, like, the fetishization, like, the fetishization yeah. is bad. bad. Um, yeah, I'm not even full Asian. I'm only half. Um, and it's still pretty bad. But in a way, I, it's, like, that's still, like, people's kink, you know? It's, like... It's definitely a type. It's something mm-hmm. I've noticed. Um, yeah, I have noticed like people I've seen in the past have definitely seen half Asians before me um whether that's a coincidence or not I have no idea but I mean it's kind of crazy because I was talking to my last guest about this as well um my last female guest and she and she was black and she was like it's weird because like at the same time we look at men and like if they've dated 10 white girls in a row, we don't question it if they start dating you. But, yeah. like, if they dated all, like, half Asian women or they dated all, like, Indian women, then we're like, oh, man, that's fucking weird. Like, yeah, I definitely, yeah, I, like, I was seeing this guy over the summer. I went on a few dates with him, and he, I remember him saying to me something like, oh, like, I'm, I'm so excited to meet up with you because, like, you just have like a lot of looks going on. And I was like, what, what is the that fuck mean? does that mean? <laughs> and, and he was like, oh, like I never would have guessed that you were half Asian, which first of all, like I feel like you can totally guess that I'm half Asian. Um, like you have that like ambiguous vibe. And I was like, okay, I see. No, you're like thing. literally the hole is being dug <laughs> deeper and deeper. Like, <laughs> like pulled up my profile, my bubble nope. profile. And no. he was like, oh, these looks you have, like you're in this dress here, like no. you're sitting on the bench here. And I was like, all right, I'm, you know, I get it. I would just be like, ah, enough. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like it's gotten a little bit better on the apps. Like, right, back when we were in high school, um, point blank men would be like asking what I was all the time. And like, it's definitely improved. Um, as we've gotten older, they tend to not ask, honestly, anymore. Is, at least. Yeah, a good... 
The thing is, is, like, when I felt the most comfortable in relationships, like, whether it be about, like, my ethnicity, my background, like, my body, like, any of these things are when it's never brought up to me. Which, like, Mm -hmm. that's what it should be. Like, the minute I've been in, like, things with guys and they, like, make comments about, like, any of those things to me and I'm, like, all of a sudden I become aware of it. And, like, once I become aware of it, I'm, like, totally in my head about it. But when I think, like, the healthiest thing is, like, to just never, like, I'm not saying to, like, never talk about it ever. But it's, like, when you're first dating somebody, to make them feel comfortable, I personally feel, like, don't bring up, like, oh, like, what are you? Or, like, I've gotten such crazy comments. I've been, like, oh, like, you're so confident in your body. I'm, like what am I supposed Uh, to be like I remember you telling me about that and I was like what the fuck I know I'm like say that am I like not supposed to be like why am I getting like and then I was not thinking about it and then all of a sudden I start thinking about it because I'm like you're clearly thinking about it so now I'm thinking about it yeah I remember like one time I like I didn't even hear it directly someone like came to me and told me when we were this was when we were in high school and this is like a time when like I personally was really insecure um very much had a horrible internalized male gaze because I felt like no guy was like into me and I was like constantly wondering why and I remember someone told me that this guy was talking about me and said oh yeah she is a really fat ass for an Asian. And ever since that comment was made about my body, this was like however many years ago, it is like something that has like permeated a lot of my like relationships, like a lot of my, like how I think about myself and my body and like- It sticks with you. Wrong with having a fat ass. Having a fat ass is a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> Truly I a gorgeous thing. that and being like, that's so crazy that that guy said that about me it's also um, crazy because it's not something you think about like the 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 thought that then you start thinking about the fact that somebody else is looking at you and thinking about you and like cares enough to talk about it and and like incorporated my asian-ness and my race and i was mm -hmm. just like what does that even mean for an asian like what does that mean like it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. The, the best thing to do when you are like in the beginning stages of a relationship are to be respectful and not mm-hmm. to fucking talk about it. Like just make the person you're with feel good. And that's like on everything. And to some people, they think like that guy saying that to me was like, and I think in his mind, a compliment. But like mm-hmm. that, that in itself, mm-hmm. like made me realize like we were not aligned. <laughs> No, not, not I do not take something like that as a compliment. I get it might be meant that way, but it's like yeah, that's just not how I communicate and who I click with. But agreed, agreed. Okay, well, I've taken up a lot of your time, and we've gone through a lot of really great things. But we have one more section. It's called shots. Uh, you're familiar with it. We do rapid fire questions. You have to answer them mm-hmm. like boom, boom, boom. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Ready to do some shots? Yes, I am. All right. Early bird or night owl? Can I say both? Uh, early bird. 
Yeah. Work hard or play hard? Poor card. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Dine out or delivery? Dine out. Laundry or dishes? Laundry. TikTok or Instagram? <laughs> That's hard. Um, right now, TikTok. I love TikTok right now. Money or fame? Um, I think money. Coke um, or Pepsi? Coke. Spicy or mild? Spicy. Coffee or drink state? Drink first, baby. <laughs> Favorite season? Um, Spring. What would you rate yourself out of 10? Oh my god. I don't remember this being a thing. <laughs> um, like in terms of like just like the whole package or like purely Take physical. Hey, what would you rate yourself um, out of 10? I would say a 6.75. Okay. What is your drink of choice? Actually, sorry, I'm gonna round up. I think I'm a solid seven. Okay. <laughs> Rapid fire. All I'm gonna say is that I feel like women have a tendency to like downplay. So I don't know. Like I, that's why I rounded up. But like maybe it's higher. I don't know. <laughs> what is your drink of choice? Well, you know that it's a vodka soda because we both are vodka soda people. But I would also probably do an espresso martini for, like, my second round. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Um, what is your favorite song at the moment? Maybe Tokyo by Phoebe Bridgers. Mm. That was on Obama's playlist. It was. That man <laughs> has amazing taste. <laughs> yes, he does. Um, what's your favorite dating app? Hinge, definitely. And if you had a boat. What would you name it? Oh my gosh. Um I would name it She's Alright. <laughs> <laughs> She's alright. <laughs> both both the boat and the owner of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't see like having a really nice boat in my future. It's probably like a tiny speed boat, like <laughs> My my baby over there, she's all right. <laughs> all right, all right. Thank you so much for being on, for being the final guest of season two. Ooh, thanks for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, of course. Um, guys, men, if you are interested in matching with our guest, uh, this is our last guest for a little while, just because, like I said, end of season two. If you're interested in her or you're interested in any of our past episodes, please DM at drinks.first on Instagram to match with these amazing, amazing guests. Um, If you don't have an Instagram, you can email drinksfirstpodcast at gmail.com. I'm your host, Ariana Nathani. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, all of the things at ariana.nathani. And please... Let's ramp it up (laughs) for season three. Um, Like, share, review, do all of the things. We are hopefully coming at you with our next season of Cocktail Hour where we talk 
to influencers about their dating lives and the sort of expertise they can give. So stay tuned for that. And on that note, thank you so much. Uh, This has been an absolutely insane and crazy year. Um, I am so blessed that I've been able to do this and grow this despite the shit show that was 2020. And I will see all of you in 2021. Thanks.